I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. to episode 87 of the Burning Bush podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've uh, joined me today. And this week, we continue reading through Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity, The Unalterable Facts of Jesus's Death and Resurrection. And today, I'm smoking the Agonorsa Leaf, La Validacion Maduro, six and a quarter by 52. So let's go on over to the Agonorsa Leaf website and see what they have to say. La Validacion is the quintessential Nicaraguan cigar. Spicy, bold, and rich. So the strength is four out of five in the strength so it's uh, almost full strength um, the blend is wrapper san andreas maduro and the binder and filler are both agonorsa and uh, from nicaragua and the sizes the vitolas are grand toro six by 58 toro six by 52 and the grand robusto 54 that is the La Validacion Maduro by Agenor Salif. So let's go ahead and get back into this week's reading of Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. And the title of this section is Rabbi Gamaliel's Prophecy. According to the book of Acts, Rabbi Gamaliel was presented with this young, rising movement of the Nazarenes, and he gave his fellow Jewish leaders in Jerusalem some wise counsel. After comparing the new Jesus movement to some of these other failed messianic movements, he says, So in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or action is of men, it will be overthrown. 
But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them, or else you may even be found fighting against God. Acts 5, 38-39 Some scholars question the historicity of this account. They would argue that this speech is not historical, and the author of Acts is putting these words on Rabbi Gamaliel's lips. Whether this account is historical or not, the argument, or even prophecy, remains. I believe this account is true to what Rabbi Gamaliel said on this occasion, but even if Gamaliel did not say these words, the author of Acts is saying that If this Jesus movement ends like the other movements of this time, you can be sure it is of men. But if it continues and its overwhelming influence and power prove to be indestructible, its origin is of God. When the author of Acts wrote these words in the second half of the first century, the followers of Jesus of Nazareth Nazareth were infinitesimal within the empire, making up less than 1% of its population. Therefore, this was quite the claim to make. It was also falsifiable, as we saw in chapter 5. A dozen or so movements just like them did fail. We could add to these failed movements the Essenes and the Sadducees, which were wiped out when Rome destroyed Jerusalem in AD 70. The origin of those other movements was indeed of men. Furthermore, there is no way the author of Acts could have known that one day Christians would make up well over 90% of the empire and that the Caesars would be baptized in the name of the crucified carpenter and worship him as Lord of the world. As St. Augustine Bishop of Hippo in North Africa later said, the cross went from the place of execution to the foreheads of emperors. The author of Acts could also not have known that within the next 400 years, the gods of Egypt, Greece, and Rome, who had been worshipped for thousands of years, would be replaced by the worship of this crucified man, Jesus. John O'Meara writes, The collapse of polytheism was in the end sudden, universal within the empire, and practically absolute. Truly, the gods had lost, and Christ had won. It's as if Jesus said through his followers to the gods of Rome, Come out of it and never enter it again. This extraordinary conquest of the empire and its gods is why Bart Ehrman wrote The Triumph of Christianity. Twenty years before he wrote it, he was standing in the Areopagus in Athens, where Paul preached his famous sermon on Jesus and his resurrection to the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers, as recorded in Acts 17. Ehrman gives us his thoughtful recollection of that moment. Then the realization struck me. In the end, Paul won. What Paul preached that day on the Areopagus eventually triumphed over everything that stood below me in the Agora and above me on the Acropolis. It overwhelmed both the Temple of Hephaestus and the Parthenon. No one except 
probably Paul himself, would have predicted it. Yet it happened. Christianity eventually took over Western civilization. I agree that Paul himself would have predicted it. Like the author of Acts, if not Gamaliel himself, is saying, Paul knew that until Jesus returns, this movement proclaiming his death and resurrection would endure. It is indestructible. Its origin is of God, not of men. To be clear, just because a movement endures and even becomes the largest religion in the world does not prove it is true. The handful of other world religions today have also survived from the ancient world, and with all their contradictory, contradictory claims, they cannot all be true. Either one is true or none of them are. If the latter, then atheism is our tragic and hopeless reality. Yet, if one of these world religions is true, then Christianity's incredible origins, survival, and dominance in the world surely makes it a competitive candidate for the one true religion. And that's the end of this week's reading of Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to Dr. Bass's website, as well as this week's cigar. Also in the show notes are links to Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals, and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And I'd appreciate it if you would tell your friends. So until next week, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. Thank you.